0: Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: Welcome to the best bits with Lily and Alice. We'd like to recognise the traditional peoples of this continent whose land was stolen nearly 250 years ago. In particular, we're the best bits. We'd like to acknowledge the traditional peoples of this land in which this podcast is being recorded. And we extend our respects to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. So it's just me today because Lily is having some internet troubles. She's currently in WA and... um, yeah, the internet there is a little bit awful. So I'm going to chat to you guys today. Um, I hope you don't mind. (laughs) Um, so obviously we usually talk about our best and worst bits together, but I'm going to talk about mine. I feel a bit awkward talking about it just myself, but alas, I'm going to talk about it anyway. So my best bit would definitely have to be my weekend. I, um, I actually had a very, very, very beautiful weekend. It was just full of everything that I enjoyed doing. And it kind of, um, I guess like it's probably been the first weekend where I've felt genuinely happy and empowered whilst being on the road. And I know people are going to be like, what are you always happy and empowered? No way. (laughs) I think, um, There's been moments recently on the road where I felt for for a plethora of reasons like either lonely or sad or, um, I don't know, like a bit directionless and also in a way like which is a huge tangent to this, I mean, sorry, a huge segue to this topic, a bit like um, I wish I had a partner to help. Or I wish I had a partner to join me on this. And that has resulted in me having to do a lot of inner work to question why I feel that way. But this is the first weekend where I've actually felt really, really, really happy. And I just hung out with mates and went for a surf and went out for breakfast and took myself out for lunch and got a massage and caught up with friends and went to the farmer's market and read my book. So it was really nice. Um, And then my worst bit, honestly, my only worst bit was Ziggy um, hurt his paw and um, he like ripped it on a shell and he was limping for like three days and it just like really hurts to see him in pain. So I feel like that was my worst bit. Um, Anyway, I also have a quote to share. So I'm reading this book called – it's called The Secret and the – the title is called it's like a several books called the secret and the title is called the magic and it's all about gratitude and for anyone who's looking for a book to read i highly 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 recommend this i'm only like a quarter or a third of the way through and it's it's honestly quite profound and um about you know and a fifth of the way through there's a quote by a persian founder of the Baha'i faith. I'm sorry if I didn't pronounce that right. But the um, quote is, a thankful person is thankful under all circumstances. And I've been actively practicing gratitude now for several years. And I find that without sounding dismissive of or invalidating of hardships, everything that comes now into my life, I know is coming for a reason. And i I'm thankful for it, be that for the events or the lesson that it's taught me. And I resonate quite strongly with that quote because it just shows you the power of gratitude and reframing when, I guess, hardships come up, reframing them in a different way. So, yeah, that's my quote. And the book is by Rhonda – I think her name is Brian Brin. I don't know. Anyway, um today I wanted to talk about the stigma of being single. So I, um, I've been reflecting on this a lot, actually. Um, and for those who listen to an episode I did or a best bit, uh, a quick bit I did recently about stating as an empath would know that I'm kind of in this like period right now where I'm feeling like I'm trying to actively seek enjoyment in my own company and my own self and find my own self-worth post just some, like, really yucky dating situations. And um, the more and more I think about it, the more I feel like I have created this stigma around being single. And I believe that society – has also created a stigma about being single. Um, But I think that that's also caught on to my beliefs. My beliefs being that if you're single, you are, I don't know, you're doing something wrong or there's something wrong with you because you're single. And I guess it's kind of like if you're not in a relationship, then there must be inherently something missing in your life and you must be, you mustn't be happy until you find that puzzle piece. It's like you must be suffering until you find that person. And it's interesting because I've never really admitted that to myself until recently that I created this huge stigma around it, subconsciously so, and I'm trying really hard right now to work on that, breaking down that stigma. And I was actually – the nerd in me was doing some research about it and about – being single and the statistics surrounding it and I actually found some research and it's actually so much I was quite surprised um, around single women in particular um, being the happiest population group and single women being able to or oh, sorry not able to being much more physically fit healthy eating better more nutritious food, have a more diverse social network or circle, are much more attentive to friends. And I was reading this and I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> That's really nice to see benefits, right? Because oftentimes I think that we – well, I'm saying we, but I, I actually mean me and I'm assuming other people do as well. Look at single people as if like they're, they're, not, they're not happy Um, They're not content. They must be suffering. They must be doing something wrong. There must be inherently something wrong with them if they are single. And there's this huge stigma, I believe, around that fact. I feel like the other thing as well, and something that I notice myself doing, is when I'm not in a relationship... I often look at relationships and put them on a pedestal. It's sort of like this scarcity effect, right, All this sort of grass is greener effect. When we feel like something is desirable or rare, our subconscious mind marks us or makes us want to do it or want to have it more. For example, when everyone around us has a relationship, we crave it more, we put more value on it in our mind and suddenly that also results in us sometimes diminishing our standards and we crave it more. (laughs) I also think when we, as women, look at our biological clock, it makes us feel like we are running out of time. And I definitely have felt that like, oh my gosh, I need to hurry up and get a partner because I'm going to be infertile in 10 years. And to be honest, I still am a bit afraid of that. I had a conversation. Actually, this is, this is an example of the stigma, right? So I was talking to a friend, an elder person, <laughs> elder person, I mean like of a, a generation above me and you know, I was saying like, I'm, I'm having this period of time right now where I, um, I'm really, really, really trying to work on being happy, single and content and finding purpose in other things and all that shit. And we were talking about kids and I was like, Oh, like, I just, I really want kids. So like, I, I would love to be a mom one day. It's like my biggest dream. And, um, this person was like, Oh, are you going to get a sperm donor? I was like, maybe, like, maybe if I don't have a partner by probably 35, I, I will. And, um, it was, it was, it was, it was nice to know that that person didn't think that I needed a partner to have a baby. But I think like, I mean, I'm, I'm almost 27. Like I've still got a few good years in me. (laughs) Um, to find a partner and to have a kid with and I think that I don't know it kind of made me a bit upset like um like I, I felt like I was a bit pressured in a way and this person was like well like do you want to start looking into them now like should you freeze your eggs and I was like bro nah I'm I'm and I've <laughs> I am i am and i i do not know it was strange I was like no I I I'm okay. Like right now I'm not looking into that. But I know I'm not alone in that. I know I'm not alone in people who are single right now and feeling that pressure of settling down. And my biggest fear, my biggest fear is settling in a relationship, feeling like that relationship is not genuinely – fulfilling and where you know we're not a team where we're working against each other where it's just complete lack of trust and loyalty where that person doesn't align with me and I don't align with them why in the world would I rush into finding a life partner just to have a child, when I can have a child by myself. I don't know, some people might be like, oh my fucking God. I would never have a child by myself. But let me tell you, my mum was a single mum raising three kids, working full time. It is possible I've seen it. Anyway, that was a massive tangent. Beside the point, (laughs) I do believe that... A lot of people, because of the stigma of being single, find themselves in quite dysfunctional relationships, find themselves settling, find themselves, you know, silencing themselves, and that is purely out of fear of being alone. And I've been there. I've been there. And I'm never going there again because I have felt the loneliest I've ever felt in my life being in a relationship that did not serve me out of fear of being alone because of the stigma that surrounded being single, especially as a female, especially as a, you know, 26-year-old female. And I... I think it's really sad. <laughs> and I think it's interesting as a 20-something-year-old. we There's like half, half the people, right, are, you know, settling down, having kids, getting married, all that. And then these other half of people are in this, like, perpetual loop of dating situationships disappointments being you know being taken advantage of or or just this kind of yeah like horrible feeling of feeling alone and it's so interesting i think that definitely definitely contributes to that stigma But I believe, and I was having a conversation with somebody about this recently, that being single in my 20s has actually possibly been the most profound experience for my development. And as much as I would love to find a partner and, you know, all those couple things. Being single has been the most life-altering experience for me and I am forever grateful for it because if I didn't have an experience of being single in my 20s, I don't think I would be halfway to where I am now. And it kind of catapults you into and forces you into this growth that is, I believe, very necessary as a human to experience. And, of course, there's cons to it as well. But I think it's really important to look at people who are single, not in a, oh, Poor them oh they mustn't they they you know they mustn't be that great of a person or or they you know there must be something inherently missing in their life to wow like that person could be quite independent (laughs) or you know they they probably can sell soup a lot better or wow they must have so much more of a diverse circle perhaps or more attentive to friends a better friend and I think when I've started to reframe it being single as a powerful trait characteristic whatever you want to call it It's made me want to take advantage of these moments now because I know that they're not going to last forever. So if I can have an opportunity in my life that enables me to grow and develop as a human and I know that opportunity is not going to last forever, why wouldn't I I take advantage of that? So I'm not really sure what solution I have around this stigma, but I guess for all those people who are single right now, firstly, I want you to acknowledge that there is a stigma. There is, 100%. I've experienced it. You know, people going, oh, it'll come soon. It's like, fuck, like, but I don't, once if I don't want it, you know? So there is a stigma, and then, as well, we do have as humans this scarcity mindset. And when we feel like something is desirable, when we feel like something is rare to us, we want it more subconsciously. Even if we know practically it's not actually, you know, realistic right now, we want it more and we look to those who have relationships as more superior or more lovable or happier or more joyful or have much more of a full life because of that scarcity effect when really it's actually, from a science point of view, quite the opposite. And then as well, if you can take this opportunity knowing deep down that you will have a partner one day, if you can take this opportunity to grow, develop, to find yourself, to have fun, to to challenge yourself, to do things that you know that, you know, you're waiting for somebody to do it with you like a partner, just do it by yourself. If you can do that, oh, my gosh, the growth that you can experience, right? I'll give you an example what I've done recently. Like I'm living in a fucking van traveling around Australia right now essentially and I was waiting for a partner to do that with and I got to a point where I was like why why am I waiting for somebody to do this with why can't I do this by myself it's the best decision I've ever made and it doesn't have to be that significant obviously (laughs) but even if it's like taking yourself on a hike taking yourself to the beach learning how to surf Learning how to rock climb, kidding out a van, whatever you want to do, you can do it by yourself anyway i I hope that helps somebody and a um, bit of a shorter episode today because <laughs> it's just me talking um, but um. I'll be doing a quick bit on Thursday too. So, um, yeah, also the book club is coming in hot. So we'll organise that and have it on our socials in the next couple of days. But, um, yeah, thanks for listening. If you enjoy our podcast, we would really, really, really um, appreciate a review or a rating or whatever that you're capable of doing. Um, and we will chat to you guys in in a bit. Ciao.
0: Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk?